Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? I just can't that picture in Stephen Gerrard walking <laughs> out of the Etihad, you know, wearing that Liverpool jersey underneath the suit, a bit like Superman Clark Kent. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Full time here at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick in the Munster Championship where it has finished Limerick 321, Tipperary 23 points. Paddy Stapledon, All-Ireland winner with Tipperary, was watching the game for off the ball. Paddy, your thoughts on today's game? Yeah, I think Limerick sort of, we'd look at the first half and say they found things things a little bit difficult. Tipperary were getting all over them, they were in their face, they had loads and loads of energy, but by the end of the you know the last quarter of the game, uh, Limerick kind of were showing their, showing their true self, um, and they finished they finished so strong, so athletically, and they looked a, they looked a fresh team. They looked like maybe they'd only played twenty minutes of a match in that last few minutes. Whereas Tipperary, you could see that the tanks were empty, finding it hard to fill the spaces that they had earlier in the game, and you know maybe you know seven points. Might, might be a bit tough on Tipperary but in the end you know Limerick did deserve the win and, and, and as the game went on they were getting stronger and stronger You might talk us through that first half or, and even for parts of that second half that Limerick performance why was it so scrappy today? I think you have a couple of elements and it's probably an old cliche but I think Tipperary probably brought an intensity and maybe a level of activity around the field that we haven't seen in a little bit of time and maybe Limerick haven't played against uh, a Tipperary team like that over the last few years so they were very mobile they were very switched on and, and intense you know and they got stuck into the Limerick guys faces and I think it was usually that role was reversed the last few years so they did very very well uh, first half but you can see with Limerick they were a little bit off in terms of their striking the amount of times we were looking up from here and a poor strike a poor touch a poor option uh, it happened multiple times in the first half but as the game went on and the screw was turned and they got more comfortable again there was very, very little poor striking, very little poor option taken. And, and, you know, they just kind of took over as the game went on. As they were starting to take over, what players from that Limerick team for you were standing up more so that led to that Limerick dominance? Well, I think second half, you'd really see their full back line, especially Sean Finn and Mike Casey. Uh, you know, they, they kind of look identical at times back there, small, strong men. Uh, but they seem to bring out ball after ball. Uh, Burns, I talk him into Declan Hannon. As as the work rate, as their work rate upped and Tipperary got a little more tired, they were able to hold their position and attack ball after ball in the air. Now, I think something Tipperary will have to look at as well. The fact that they had such a diverse range of puckouts in the first half and had Limerick offset and, 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 and wrong-footed. But second half was... It looked a bit obvious every time it was going to be launched, launched long, but Limerick ate it up second half. And I think in the half hour line, Hegarty, while he wasn't on the score sheet a huge amount, he set up play after play and he took punishment again. He gave punishment, but a great performance by him. And I think bringing Flanagan in again, he kind of showed his importance. He made that run out to the left wing a couple of times that he's that outlet that will nearly always win the ball if it's a good one in. So for the, for the last goal, that was obvious again. Hegarty, Flanagan into Bilan, and, and we've heard that a few times over the years. The former cornerback yourself playing at the, the top level of the game. You mentioned Sean Finn there already for me as well, a player that really stood out there right at the end. What sets this guy out from any other cornerback we've seen? Like he, he, he arguably is the best cornerback in the country, not just this year, but the past few years. Oh, well, I think it's four all-stars in a row now, so he kind of hands down probably the best in the country, and he plays on a great team, but he's one of the reasons they're great. Number, like He has... A variety of physical assets before we go anywhere else that it's very hard to match because he's low to the ground but he's very, very strong. 
he's as probably strong a man as you'll see playing hurling. Um, apart from and and you don't think a man as strong as that is going to be a, as pacey. So as fast as the guy is, you're going to put in on him, he's still going to be getting there. And you rarely see a ball out the side, a perfect ball where he's beaten by more than two or three yards to the ball. And then when his opponent has it a corner forward, he's all shoving him out the way. His feet are so good. He never gets wrong stepped. You never see a guy going in past him because his footwork is so good. And then I think he's, he looks like he uses a 38-inch hurley because we saw it there a couple of times during the match. You know, the lockdowns he gets in and his timing and his reading of the game are, are second to none. So, I don't know. I, and then that's before he even get his use to the ball, which is always top-notch. So, brilliant, brilliant hurler. What do you think John Kiley will be saying at full-time to his Limerick team there after today's performance? I think he has a nice mix to go back with, actually. I think he has a lot of uh, things they can work on from that first half. I, I don't think he would have been one bit happy with what was going on uh, at times in the first half. I think they were losing a lot of battles. I think they were doing a lot of silly things with the ball, poor execution, and that's not really what we associate with the Limerick team. So I think he'd be able to use that, be able to use the fact that Flanagan came on and did well, Wyland came on and did well, Reedy came on and did well, as well, and he's going to shove him on that another bit. So I think it'll actually suit him, and there'll be no lack of motivation that he'll be able to push into his team over the next couple of weeks as they're trying to step up the gears for a Munster final and an All-Ireland. Because don't forget, a Munster final is important to Limerick people because they went a long time only winning the odd one every so often. So, you know, they, they treat it with the highest respect. Looking at the Tipperary performance there today, after what we saw, the first game against Waterford, a lot of Tipperary supporters came away from that feeling confident, feeling right. We've taken a, a nice step here in the next in the right direction. Then against Clare, you know, there was a lot of deflation around the county coming into this game. You know, not a lot of supporters from Tipperary here today, just the hardcore fans. But after today, I think a bit of positivity back after seeing that performance. Your own thoughts? Yeah, I, th I think you'd have to have a little bit of hope. I think the Clare game, Tip were well beaten on the day. Uh, they were shown up by a team that was more up for it, a way more organised. And I think if we look today and I would say, well, there looked like no stone unturned for Tip, especially in that first half when they had a little more energy about them. I think once the energy went out in the last 15 minutes, they were hanging on in different areas. Even though there was only three points in it with, with three minutes to go, it was all Limerick in, the, in, the, in that, in that fourth quarter for being realistic. You, you know, they seemed to be in it a lot more. But I think... You know, you'd want to be very, very happy coming away in terms of that could have fallen apart today. Very, very easily fallen apart. A huge amount of young players, and maybe they learn from the Clare game. Okay, you can see the couple of scores, you can see the goal, but you have to keep your head, use the ball, and stay together. And I think, you know, the amount of times they were able to turn over a Limerick guy or keep after him, keep the hook. I mean, Kyle Hayes was going through there in the second half, and we think back to 2019 Munster final here. He ran through and, and, and he put a ball away, and it sent the Limerick into hysteria, and it, it kind of ended the game. But today they kept in there, they got a hook at the end, and it kept them in the match for a longer period of time. But we certainly saw leadership standing up. I, you know, Dylan Cork there on the middle of the field, Connor Stakelham showed an awful lot. Um, I don't think they got enough ball into their full forward line. I think Mark Hill was starved. He got a great ball near the end and, and was unlucky not to get a goal. And I think if they're to look at it, they've dragged a lot of players out the field maybe to, to bunch it up in that first half. But we need a little bit more going up front. And maybe it's the personnel that we're missing. But you'd have to say the youth, the speed around the field was probably a, a bonus today. You mentioned two lads there, Dylan Quirk and Connor Stakelum. Now, you might look Connor Stakelum in the forwards there. I don't think he scored today. But his overall performance there, his work rate, absolutely fantastic. You pointed him out there a few times during the game. And as you said, Dylan Quirk. But also, Jer Brown, especially in the first half, had, had a fantastic game. Those three players, newly on the scene. But great to see those lads standing up for Tipperary. 
great to see and you have to have one of them games and uh, you know people say well you can't be celebrating too much your last today but you know it's all stepping stones and the likes of those players and I think the likes of Connor uh, played around the midfield and the amount of times he got a hurl in and stopped you know Limerick are a machine and, and the puck out out to the midfielder and the ball is handed off and the amount of times he stopped at that source with the puck out it really gave Tipperary a platform for we'll say the like of a Jared Brown who played very very well but um, they need a stepping stone you can't you can't just magically be a great player straight away when you get on when you get on the scene most players can't do that but I think today they can they have something now. You know, they had to go back to the drawing board again after the clear game. They have something now. They have a few positives. Bring it back and they'll have to push it on again. But this is you know, they'll have to work on an awful lot of stuff. And I think, you know, over the next year or two, there'll be a few ups and a few downs, but they have they have an ability there, but it's it's to get it consistently as they go on. And I suppose we're, talk, we're talking about the new players. We have to talk about one of the older heads, Noel McGrath. Jason Ford, not there today, taking the freeze, who's been so reliable. Noel really stood up there today though. Yeah, and I think it's a testament and it shows his talent because Noel wouldn't even take really freeze for his club, maybe. You know, his brother John would take him and he hasn't really taken him for tip over the years and I, I, I suppose he was asked maybe last week would he step up to take him, so I'm sure he practiced for the week, but he was he was he was pretty unerring. He didn't miss any real obvious ones. And then of course with a lovely classy pint in the corner in the first half and a sideline in the second half. So he had all his t- his tricks and, and, and things on display this uh, this Sunday. And look at he's still reeling in the years. I think it's very hard to look at Noel McGrath as any different the player as he was five, six, seven years ago. He'll always have the vision, he'll always have the skill and look at another great performance from him. But he just needs, as we say, look at other tip players, other young tip players to come in. And, and be dotted around him and you know he can always be an asset to, to that group One of the key battle, battles there today Galan against Barish your thoughts on that battle? I tell you, it was very very entertaining I think we kind of we had some great balls in we had some balls won by both players there might have been a bit of shoving and, and, and different things extracurricular stuff going on as well but I think it was all in, in good spirits but uh, I think you know when you, when you get to that level of play uh, at Barrett against the Galan both are going to both are going to do well and we saw Galan you know at the end of it got a goal got a goal carbon copy of his, his one in the first half can, catching him behind can I just ask about that the two goals he got were as you said carbon copies like for Limerick do you keep him in there and then as you as a corner back how do you go about with dealing with him because he's such a dangerous threat high ball like he usually comes out on top well, you see, that's why he is dangerous. It's this, it's this um, double-edged sword. But I'll, I'll try and get out in front of him. But the Limerick guys out the field, they pass the ball and they'll see that and he'll sit in behind. And when you chip it up, he's one of those players that can do it. Like, I, I think a lot of players in our time would have seen, or a lot of fans would have seen, their Corbett do that. Where you have him, you're out in front of him every time, but all of a sudden a high ball comes in. And they just have that ability. And special players, the TJ Reeds of this world, they have that special ability to do it. And that's the danger. And I suppose the only thing you do, and Cahill did it plenty of times, he was moving out in front, saw the ball was coming in high, and then backed up and tried to shove against him. But it won't work every time. And all a player of Aaron Glenn's excellence, all he needs is one one little chance. And it was only a half chance to catch a ball back at the net. And that kind of that ended the game then, you know. For Tipperary now, their final game is against Cork, which it's looking like it's going to be a damn squid. Which and like for a Tip and Cork game, it's unusual to be going into that type of fixture with nothing there to play for. For Tipperary supporters there now, what do they need to look forward to? What do they like again? Colin Bonner, he's came in, new manager. He's been dealt a really hard hand this year. Big players retiring, a lot of injuries. But what do Tipperary fans need to do? Do they need to ease off a bit and expect? 
this transition to maybe go on a little bit longer than expected? Yeah, I suppose, look, I'd be, I'd be talking to a good few. I would be one and I'd be talking to them. Uh, and, you know, there'll be, there'll be talk and an understanding of that, I think, because you're after losing a generation of player now and you're doing cute shims calling that at the minute because he hasn't been able to play this year, this championship year. You're after losing a, a class of player that would be up there in any generation that was ever played in. And as good as played the game uh, as, as any players in any county, really. And now you're after losing three, two or three in a row, include Bonner there, four maybe in a row, uh, and you're trying to nearly restart again. So I think the Tipperary Republic are fairly understanding. You know, I think from the next Cork game, you're just for development, really. Because that's, you, you know, Tipperary people can't be talking about Munster finals, All Ireland finals right now. If you get there, great bonus. But it's about getting a level of consistency and performance that then you can start challenging. And today, say, it's a good start. But again, the, the key now is against Cork the next day where maybe Tipperary will be talked up a little bit more to say, God, they're, they're improving to actually come psychologically strong enough to put it up to Cork. And, to, and a one-point victory over Cork will be a massive, you know, massive win at the end of the year because I think if Cork or Tip end up with no win this year, you know, I think it'll be a really, you know, really hard going into the winter. We struggled for long periods of the game to get into a rhythm and a flow and I think the boys, to be fair, you know, knew that themselves but kept battling away, kept the heads, they didn't panic. Um, I think, you know, we got to maybe three quarters but through the game and I think Tipperary had been the better team you know, up to that point but our, our lads coming off the bench made a very substantial contribution I think you know and I think that was the difference really in the finish in terms of you know who won the game but uh, all told you know we'd be disappointed with an awful lot of uh, our performance today you know it lacked the intensity that we would associate with our play uh, it, it was just a smidgen off uh, but having said that I think you know Credit has to be given to to you know Tipperary brought a huge amount of aggression and intensity to the game in the first uh, you know in the first 45 minutes even you know they were sharper they were crisper today and the bottom line is we struggled with them at times. How important was it I suppose to go on to the last round knowing you've you've progressed from Munster rather than I suppose having it all on the line going down to Cusick Park? Um, to be honest, it's, it's of little consideration to me to be honest because I'm going to be very very focused this week and just a much better performance next weekend uh, our performance today won't be good enough next weekend and that's the bottom line we have to find some improvement we have to find uh, you know some of the aspects of our play today that were disappointing are going to have to be resolved for next weekend so you can probably experiment a bit as well and you can find out make a few changes maybe I don't know and that kind of second guess you but the pressure is really off of you is what I'm saying and you know you can go up tennis now yeah I'd, I've never gone to this with a free heart, uh, you know. Sadly, there's always a very warm welcome awaiting us in Innes, and I've no doubt it'll be no different next weekend, you know. And there are always great battles, and there's a great rivalry there between the two counties. Um, I suppose. Listen, ultimately, you know, we're focusing in on the on the performance of the of the team, and the team will be very conscious of that, and they will be ultimately quite disappointed with today's performance and aspects of it. Uh, delighted we got the win, thrilled we got the win, uh, delighted with the contribution that our our. Uh, you know, our, our bench made to that in the last quarter and the way the team kept their composure in that last quarter and created those go, you know, scoring chances that we needed. But ultimately, you know, we, we, we would uh, we'd be looking for a better performance next weekend. How's Keane Lynch progressing? Keane has done great, yeah. He's had a couple of weeks rest, needs another bit of rest now next week and uh, he'll be engaging in his rehab then after that. So, yeah, looking so far so good. 
Connell, it's a brilliant game of football here, a real Ulster game. Calvin Donegal, 216 to 16 points in the end. How would you sum it up? Look, I think it was a game that Calvin will be bitterly disappointed that they came out on the wrong side of a six-point defeat. There probably wasn't six points in it, but it was Donegal's experience and ability to get goals and probably Calvin will look back to the first half whenever they had the ascendancy. They left 1-4 behind them just before half-time and probably that, that told at the end. And in that first half, it was Calvin that really were the impressive side. They were the best team in that first half. And it went in at half-time, nine points apiece. You would nearly say that they should have been ahead. Yeah, look, they, they were definitely two to three points better team. Um, like Paddy Lynch, you know, really came up where he left off again. Antrim, like he had kicked five points in that first half, three of them from play, and they were brilliant. And even within that, there was, you know, James Smith had a, had a great game and looked really dangerous. And Calvin looked to be on top in a lot of quarters. Paddy McBrady was quiet, Michael Murphy was quiet, and they just looked like they had the matchups absolutely spot on. And, and obviously, when you come down pitch side, you realise the breeze was probably a wee bit more um, heavier than it was in the stand. But they'll look back at that first half and what might have been. And I think those big Donegal players that you're mentioning, they were quiet because they were kept quiet, you know. There, there was a lot of turnovers as well in that first half that was really impressive by Cavan. Yeah, there was. Like, you know, you look at Jason McLaughlin, you know, Podrick Faulkner, you know, they had turned over so much ball and, like, in dangerous situations where they were exposed man-to-man and, you know, it was probably looking at, from a Cavan perspective, they just couldn't get that breakthrough for the goal and, and whenever um, Sean Patton tipped the shot onto the bar from James Smith, you know, you just wondered was that going to cost them and, and even a point at that stage got them something to hold on to and then they got the first point of the second half and you thought they've started again and then Donegal reeled off five in a row and, and really seemed to break their hearts before they regrouped and went again it was and McKernan who had a very quiet half by his own standards he sort, suddenly kicked two points from play and it looked like it was game on and, and we were maybe heading for towards extra time yeah, and as you said, we were speaking up in the press box and we were saying that they have to take every chance, Calvin, you know, if they want to win this. And that goal opportunity, it could have been different, I think, if that went in. Yeah, it was massive. And the one Achilles heel they had against Antrim was that, you know, they, they kicked less than 50% of the chances they got over the bar. And today, in the first half, they were really efficient coming up to half time, but they didn't score for the last 10 minutes. And look, they had a chance to get 1 4. And the goal would have just been so big. And, and ultimately, if you look at it, Donegal got the goal that kind of brought them four points up and, and it was probably too big a gap because then after that Oren McFadden Ferry at half time suddenly sat in front of Lynch and that was the winning of the game and that's probably why McKiernan all got more space but like that was probably the biggest switch and the biggest winner in the game that for anybody who wasn't at it probably never noticed on the TV. And goals win games, as we said, you know, it was really impressive. They got two in the end. Patrick McBurdy got the, the second one to really seal the deal for them. Yeah, and look, and that's the thing about Patrick McBurdy and how many times we were talking off air about how quiet he'd been and all of a sudden he pops up and he ends up scoring 1-3 yeah. or 1-4. But again, for me today, it was the bench for Donegal. McGonagall came on at halftime for, for Hugh McFadden, who, who got a knock at the throw-in. And I thought he was brilliant. He broke lines. You know, he kept creating space for other players around them. And even he got a great point. Then it obviously it was O'Donnell came off the bench and, and volleyed maybe luckily enough into the net. And then du- yeah, and then Doherty he hits the crossbar near the end. So it was the strength of Donegal's bench. You know, they score one one, but they all contributed. Whereas Calvin brought on subs, you know, um that just didn't really get into the flow of the game and, and ultimately that was the difference. And Donegal well got a wee bit of scare today. Their tenth final in twelve years, which is just incredible consistency and, and they'll look forward to watching uh Darian Monaghan next week. I think that was what was most exciting from this game was the bench coming on and making that difference. We've seen it last year with Tyrone and the likes of Colin McShane coming off the bench and, and changing the game and winning the game. Is that what you need now to, to be this winning team? Yeah, it is. And, and you look at 
Bonner wasn't afraid to take off. You know, the Kieran Thompsons, who had a very good first half, but the minute he went out of the game, you know, he was gone. So they weren't afraid to, to throw the changes in. Donegal's bench, you know, when you look at it, and the players that didn't come on, you know, the, the Ethan O'Donnell's, the Jack McKelvey's, who through the league had been brilliant, you know, and they're now out of the mix. So the competition for places in Donegal for an Ulster final will be massive. And the players have come in really off the bench, like McGonagall will be looking at it now. Hugh McFadden will be looking over his shoulder now because McGonagall, I thought, if there was one player that made a huge impact in the second half, it was him. And were you overly impressed with Donegal? Uh, I thought they probably started a wee bit flat. They got into the groove eventually, but when you looked at who, we talked about who's going to be man of the match, and you know, Jamie Brennan had scored three points off the bench, and there was nobody really stand out, yeah. but they just mechanically kept going through the phases, and you know, Mick Brady wasn't at his best, and he scores 1-3, you know, there's just so many players. They've match winners everywhere. In the sack, Mark McHugh, Mark McHugh was very quiet, and all of a sudden he sprung to life. Two or three players, and that's all it takes. And they just have so many players that just know how to win big matches, and and ultimately that gives them a huge advantage going into a final. We often talk about Donegal that they don't step up on the big days, that they don't have these consecutive wins, and they're consistent. They've now two big wins. You know, they got that big win against Armagh, and now against Cavan. Is this the start of something this year for Donegal? Yeah, well, look, it's very hard to say. I have fancied them the last number of years, and, and they have came flat. You know, obviously, the Ulster final at Cavan beat them. You know, it was a difficult year. It was a COVID year. There was nobody at it that players injured going into the game. But, look, Donegal just looked to be operating on a different level this year. And, you know, the time is running out for some of the more experienced players to really go after another All-Ireland. And, you know, they're in as good a position as any. Um, and I think they have a strong bench. They're in an Ulster final, and they're battle-hardened. Today, they, f- they flip-flopped a wee bit. They were damned if they didn't, damned if they didn't today. Everybody expected them to beat Calvin. If Calvin run them tight, everybody puts it out, marks. But I think Donegal showed enough today that it's going to take a very good performance from either Derry or Monaghan to beat them in a final. Yeah, I was speaking with Declan Bonner there and you couldn't wipe the smile off his face. You know, he's delighted to be back in an Ulster final where he wants to be. As you said, it's either going to be Derry or Monaghan. Who do you fancy? Look, I'll be honest, I didn't fancy Derry to beat Tyrone. I thought... They would run them close, but I didn't know they were enough, but like they were exceptional. They got their matchups right, and they'll not have any fear going into Monaghan, but Monaghan, again, are a hardened Division 1 team. They're at the top end all the time, and, and Jack McCarn, they're probably the most in-forward forward in the country at the moment. So, look, I think Derry have a really good chance of beating them, and the hard bit will be you would have to beat Tyrone, then you have to beat Monaghan. I think Derry will beat Monaghan, but then you've done a goal in a final, but look... Will not uh, will not trip over ourselves that far, but I think Derry are in a really good position to maybe get to an Ulster final for the first time in, in quite a while. Yes, absolutely, and it'll be back here in Clonus. It's nice to see the crowds, the buzz about the place. You know, from from being here, from playing here, it's just a, a real championship feel here today. Yeah, there is, and especially when the sun is shining, there's just something special about Clonus, and it's very much like Casement Park in that regard. And you know, it's open when the sun shines; it's brilliant the roar of the crowd and players love playing here and when you come to Clonus you know you're going to get the atmosphere and look those 15,500 in here today like I think next week the crowd probably may be down a wee bit but for an Ulster final it'll be a packed house and it's tough when you walk away from here with the defeat I spoke with Mickey Graham just there as he left and yeah he's very obviously disappointed I suppose in the result he thought that they, they did really well, you know, the, in that first half they were the better team and he said, look, the, the goals just killed them in the end and they're going to look to the Talton Cup now. I asked him what he thought on the Talton Cup and he said, look, I'm just happy that we're going to have more football. Yeah, look, I, I suppose there's a lot of talk about the Talton Cup and how it's marketed and, and how teams will view it. 
like Cavan obviously or maybe are one of the teams that maybe aren't best suited to the Tottenham Cup and as far as their players have all won an Ulster Championship which is massive they've won all stars in that year which is massive now you're asking them to go into a competition for losing teams it's very hard mentally for teams to get up for it but look they are where they are I don't think Cavan are probably a team that are best prepared for it mentally you know it's probably the likes of you know Leitrim today you know Antrim will probably take a, a big lift out of that but um, when you look at it Cavan probably are a team who are maybe favourites now to go on and win a competition like that and, and who knows where it can lead but like I'm in favour of players and teams playing at their same level you know if you look at Waxford last week is there any benefit from Waxford getting into the back door and, and maybe drawing Tyrone you know for that to happen again so I think a lot of teams will look at it as a stepping stone to something better um, Cavan are probably in a different space based on, on how good they are and how good they could be but look it's a competition that Mickey Graham obviously now wants to have a go at and I wouldn't bet against Calvin winning the whole thing Yeah and he also said that a lot of people probably didn't expect their performance here today that they were very much underdogs going in but he said I don't think a lot of people thought we'd go out and put it up to Donegal as, as much as we did Yeah look I think early on in the week maybe that was but there was a real feeling of expectation here in Clonus today and, and I know like Calvin are Division 4 champions coming into Division 3 now but they're not a Division 4 team. They're not a Division 3 team. You know, they have four or five players that would make the majority of the teams in the first division. So, like, for me, you know, the likes of Killian Clark and Faulkner and, you know, Paddy Lynch in that form, like, that's not Division 4 form. So, um, I fancied it to be close today. I thought they might needed a bit of a smash and grab, but, like, they were very good for long periods and they didn't play second fiddle for much of that match. But, Ultimately, the experience of Donegal playing at a much higher level paid and whenever Donegal got the chances, they were ruthlessly efficient. And for Calvin, Paddy Lynch is a name that everybody's hearing about. He made his championship debut again at Antrim uh, there last week and it's brilliant to see a player like that coming on to the, the Calvin team. Um, someone to really watch out for, I think, for the future. Yeah, it is. And, you know, obviously we were all looking after his eight points against Antrim and you think, well, look, maybe... He was playing at that level, you know, maybe Antrim, obviously Ricky Johnson was missing from the Antrim team in the normal full-back, maybe he made hay there, but look, he came out today, look, Brenton McCall kept Rain O'Neill um, scoreless from play, and that's a top-end Division 1 forward, and look, he showed today in the first half, if there's time and there's space and they put the ball in, tell him that he's a serious operator, and look, he's one that, that Kiavan are going to look to into the future. And how would you sum up the Ulster Championship so far? Yeah, I think, look, it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's another good game here today after last week, obviously. It was a different type of game last week because it was the All-Ireland Champions and, and for them to be beat so comprehensively, it was a shock. You know, here today, it was Division 1 against Division 4, but like Calvin for long periods were the better side and Donegal will look at that and look at where they struggled and that'll give them real bite going into it because they know they didn't perform as well as they could have and it keeps all the players on their toes and it'll give Declan Bonner something to beat the drum for during the week. And just for you personally then, seeing Derry doing so well now, it's nice to, to have these days, these winning days. Yeah, it is. And it's funny, you know, Matt, where after every game now, kids and, and people look on pictures and pitch invasions, that's something that I suppose Derry supporters haven't had much experience. We haven't had many of them big signature wins. And last week, to see all the players out in the field taking photographs and um, having that buzz around Derry again, it's there. And I think, like, we'll not get ahead of ourselves, obviously. Just missed out in Division 2, um, haven't played really well through the league having a lot of momentum but I think there's a real buzz about Derry you know there's real belief in the players and if they can replicate that performance again of Tyrone get their matchups right which is going to be much harder because obviously Jack McCarran you know you've Conor McManage you've Mohan you know 
you've so many more fires to put out against Monaghan as well, um, based on the players that are on form because they dismantle down very, very easily. So um, it's going to be difficult, but the one thing that, that Gallagher has showed is that he can get as much ups right in Ulster, and if he can get that right again, the guy wouldn't bet against Derry getting an Ulster final. Yes, really exciting few weeks ahead. And for you, you're back in with Koku, you're managing now? Yeah, that's uh, we're back in again now, so we're five, five league games in, so um, we didn't get much time off. But look, that's just the way it, it goes. We're, we were 12 months on the on the road and now we're, we're back at it again. But look, it's great um, just to get younger players, more game time. There's a lot of players maybe nursing injuries and coming back and, and we don't have to rush them because there's loads of younger players mad champing to get at the bit to get in. And, and you know what? And they've acquitted themselves really well in the first three or four games. Between that and doing punditry, you were telling me that you're training in your local club as well. You must never be off the road. <laughs> yeah, no, look, my wife's very understanding, thank God. So, uh, like yesterday morning, we were at the, the Fila and then um, they were away to the Derry Manor match and here today and under 17 train this morning and Kilku tomorrow night. But look, you know, it's just, it's great to be fit to do it. And uh, on, like I'm the one doing the good stuff. She's at home picking up all the slack. So uh, she deserves all the credit, not me. Mickey, a tough defeat in the end. It was a real Ulster Championship game and I think the scoreline in the end probably flattered Donegal. Yeah, it probably did, actually. Um, we felt, you know, coming down the home stretch there with about 15 minutes to go, we were well in it and then obviously Donegal get a goal and gives them that wee bit of breathing space of four points and then they get a one straight after. So it left us very little time to claw it back and just disappointed that we didn't take our own goal chances when they came along. And in that first half, Cavan were really impressive. They, they were the better team for that first half, um, kicking some brilliant scores. And it was nine points apiece going in at half time when nearly you should have been ahead. Yeah, look, definitely we would have been very happy at half time. Uh, James Smith hit the crossbar just before the break. If that had to go in, it was a three point game and it really piled the pressure on Donegal, you know. But. Um, felt in the first few minutes Cormac Riley had another good goal chance and mm-hmm. in big games like this you need to take those opportunities as you see Donegal took theirs and that was the difference in the end and as well you've had the likes of Paddy Lynch really performing this year you know it's great to see really a superstar player coming out of Cavan really in the forward line he's really taking his points for fun nice to see that. Yeah, look, Paddy's still very young, mm-hmm. still learning his trade. Um, a lot was talked about how good the Donegal fence were, but I thought Paddy held himself well today against the quality defence too. And I know it's disappointing today, but it, it's nice to be here in Clonus and the, there's a good buzz about the place and it's a championship day. You know, I, I, it is hard to walk away, I know, with a defeat. It is, yeah, but look, it's, this is the day, it's days like this that uh, lads put so much time in and effort into sacrificing you know, their own personal lives for. This is the days you want to play in, and there's no better place than Clonus. Clonus and Ulster Championship Day is a special day, and I think we've seen real Ulster Championship football there today. And you go back to training now and reassess? Yeah, look, at, um, we, we'll be, we're very disappointed. I could ask nothing more of the players. They gave me everything we could have asked for today, played their hearts out, and it just wasn't to be. We'll dust ourselves off. We have a lot of lads coming back from injuries now, so I get a good run of this Talton Cup, and it'll give us an opportunity to develop those players and, and get them back up to match speed. And are you happy there is the Talton Cup? We're just happy there's more football anyway, you yeah. know what I mean? Whatever way you want to describe it. But yeah, look, at, I think the, the more games we can get, the more we can keep developing lads. Declan, a brilliant result. How would you sum it up? Yeah, listen, it was a battle, actually, no doubt about it. And uh, we knew what Cavan were going to bring to the table. It was a tough, tough battle. First half, 9 all. Probably maybe a bit fortuitous, but in a half time, 9 all. Sean made a very good save for us. Second half, I thought we upped it and uh, we were more controlled on the ball. But uh, no, proper championship match. Great to be back in Ulster final. 
Yeah, what was said at halftime because arguably Calvin were better in that first half. They took a lot of their scores and I think it was the free taking really that kept Donegal in it, but he's came out in that second half and yeah. it was completely different. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, we got more control. I think we were better on the ball in the second half. There was a breeze factor also, actually, you know, mm-hmm. that, that probably made a difference. But uh, no, listen, it was uh, just semi finals are just there to get over the line and we've done that today. And listen, we know we need improvement going into the uh, into ultra final three weeks' time, so we'll go looking for that now. Yes, and it's two big wins now. You had a big win over Armagh as well, consecutive wins. It's great to have that. Exactly, and you know the Armagh game was you know we had, we had four or five weeks build up to get ready for that game. Mm-hmm. We only had two week turnaround for for this game here, and uh, but uh, no, I thought the lads, I thought the lads coming off the bench also contributed well today for us, and uh, that was important. So yeah, no, we know we'll, we'll enjoy this evening, but we're back to, back on Tuesday evening again and get ready now for this battle against Derry or Monaghan. And that was great to see the impact from the subs, and I think that's what a, a winning team needs, isn't it? To really yeah. have those players coming on making a difference. Hundred percent, and you know the, the squad is a fairly strong squad. There, we've got mm-hmm. a lot of the guys back from injury now, which is important, and uh, the guys come off the bench today I thought Keelan was very good and Connor mm-hmm. got the goal when, when we needed it and uh, no it was a uh, proper second half performance but we know that there's definitely room for improvement mm-hmm. and uh, so we go looking for that now next week and the week, and the week after <laughs> and the build up going into the final anyway. so you're looking forward to the final you have Derry or Monaghan we're not sure yet uh, who would you fancy yeah listen it's going to be a tough battle it's going to be a real championship match next weekend and you know, you know whoever comes out of it it's going to be a tough Ulster final it's going to be a proper Ulster final it's going to be a full house here in Clonus in three weeks time and you know better place to be on Ulster final day than here in Clonus you know it's pretty nice to be here in Clonus getting the win the buzz about the place the fans here yeah the, the weather was great today too and mm. uh, yeah you can expect next time around it's going to be a full house and uh, but uh, yeah looking forward to it now looking forward to the preparation going ahead too you know? Is there anything like having these days at Ulster Championship and the winning feeling? Oh no exactly there, there's, there's nothing that compares to be quite honest Ashton. and it's always great coming into Clonus and getting back up the road especially after Championship victory and you know we've had plenty of victories down here but we've also had defeats here so no we'll take the day we're in the Ulster final and we look forward to that Michael a brilliant win out there for Donegal how would you sum it up? Ah, good. So it's a one. Uh, Any time, I suppose, a championship one, an Ulster championship one, um, we always value. I suppose for plenty of years coming as a, as a fan, we always struggled to win Ulster championship games. So um, I suppose to get out there and to get another one was good. Um, it's always going to be difficult. I think in the first half, Kevin started really strongly, and I think by half time we had tried to wrestle things to uh, wrestle to, I suppose, to a draw. Uh, Might have been able to maybe go uh, ahead at half time, but just lucky they wrestled it to a draw, and I suppose we just managed to get ahead in the first second half for the first time, and the goals and probably the big scores, you know. So um, yeah, glad to get on, but we know ourselves big mountain ahead now in a couple of weeks' time. And you never have it easy against Calvin. 2020 Ulster final. I'm sure I don't need to tell you about it was there a bit of motivation there from the hurt of losing that uh, no doubt there was without a doubt uh, you know to, 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 to lose any Ulster final is always difficult uh, we've lost once Calvin we've lost once the various teams throughout the past before but uh, yeah the motivation there but the motivation to get into another Ulster final is the big one and uh, yeah that's what was on our heads and I think you know re- relatively I suppose speaking you know there's a lot of calm showing out there and composure and just I suppose in the first half we just weren't chipping off them scores at, at the same ease we did in the second half and, and I think that had come to fruition then first you know yeah you really started to click and you were getting some great scores especially at the start of that second half and then the last 10 minutes or so you really came into your own yeah, that's at the spaces. I suppose we just knew. I suppose if we had a kept, we stayed calm. I suppose the first half there was a lot of turnovers, wides, first four shots. Um, just knew if we stayed patient, tried to keep at it, keep at what we were doing. Eventually, we would start to open up, and uh, yeah, that was that. And I suppose defending wise, we started to get a few more turnovers too, which always helps. And uh, yeah, that, that was that. And it was a good, good chance. I suppose a couple of boys coming on off the bench started to be a bit dangerous, and and those two goals, as you say, like were the big scores in the game. 
And is that the difference, having those lads to come off the bench and make that impact? Because that really made um, a massive difference. 70 minute plus game now, it's just huge. Like, you know, the intensity is played at. It was very, uh, I suppose, very, very warm day out there too. Uh, it, was, it was all tough going. It was, it was up and down that pitch. And yeah, to have a bit of quality coming off is always huge. And um, I think they contributed quite well. Keelan McGonagall came in there. It's great to see him back after missing so much of the, the league. And he came in and contributed handsomely to, to it and, and really kind of drove us forward. And you have to look forward to an Ulster final. You have either Derry or Monaghan. Yeah, exactly. Uh, two play- two teams. I think uh, all of us in Ulster are so familiar with each other. Uh, two teams we've been very familiar with down throughout the years. And uh, yeah, that's going to be a cracking game next week. But yeah, in terms of our own house and getting our own house in order, we need to need to recover from this, uh, go up through the levels now over the next couple of weeks and, uh, and find it now ahead of another Ulster Championship. You know. And lastly, just here in Clonus, there was really great buzz. You could really feel that it was Championship. I was just walking through Clonus earlier today and you could just really feel that buzz. It must be nice to play out there with all the crowd. Yeah, get back here. It's been a few years we used to be very fortunate to always nearly be here maybe once a year at a quarter final or semi final or a final stage uh, it's been a good few years since we've been here but yeah without a doubt it's a cracking venue um, it's a great buzz around the town bus coming in and it's just even venue wise and pitch wise it's, it's right up there with the, with the best of them and it's supposed to come out to the victory it's even better again mm-hmm. you know Had a brilliant result out there how would you sum it up? Um, I suppose luck at the end of the day it's kind of relief too after the first half so um, luck no matter how you get through an Ulster semi-final if it's one point or six, six points like and we value Ulster championships awful highly so we're just really fortunate and lucky that we got, got into and we get to play in three weeks time again and what was said at half time because as you said it probably Cavan that were the better team in that first half they kicked a lot of great scores and I suppose it was the free take and they really kept any goal in it yeah they really put us to the pin of our collar they really probably outworked us a little bit so I think the message was at half time was just work up your work rate a wee, wee bit like and we did that luck we got a few lucky breaks but I suppose you just take it and yeah and your luck kind of and a lot of talk sometimes about Donegal is to try and have these consistent wins. You've had that big win over Armagh. How important was it to go out and put up a performance here and get this win over Cavan? Yeah, I think it was just more about just going on a, the next step and getting to an Ulster final. As I say, Ulster finals probably, I know in Donegal we've been fortunate, but you know even for myself, it's my second one, so I haven't had a win yet. So I suppose you know, you're growing up watching all the boys win them once, so it would be nice to win one yourself. So that's really what it's about. And you know, we value the Ulster Championship very highly, so it's just great to get to a final and, and if, for a chance to win a bit of silverware. And it's three weeks' time now. You either have Monaghan or Derry. Who would you rather? Uh, I have no preference. Hey, they're two fantastic teams. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Derry speak for itself after what they done last week and what they done to us last year. Like, and Monaghan's just a real, real Ulster Championship team. Like, you know, so really, it's much for much. It's like they're two savage teams. So, we'll and it, lo- it looked in the end that you've really clicked as a team, especially in that last ten minutes or so. What's it like in camp and the mood in camp with Donegal? Yeah, things are good at the moment. You know what I mean? The weather's getting good. The ground's getting harder. So it's very easy to very easy to uh, to get out and train now and I suppose we're really lucky that we're getting boys coming off the bench that are really influencing the team so competition for places is high which is a really good place to be Ryan a brilliant result out there happy to get the win yeah listen it's, it's great any day you won in the Championship so it is you know um, very very tight uh, I suppose the goal's a big score in the game the, the two goals that we got just give us that wee bit of breathing space but listen delighted to be back in another Ulster final we, we pride ourselves in the county that Every day we go out, we give everything. We, 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 we see it as a huge honour to play for Donegal and, and we want to give the Donegal people as many good days as possible and thankfully we have another day back in the Ulster final. And Cavan didn't make it easy. It was nine points apiece at half-time and they arguably played the better football in the first half. Yeah, 100%. You know, I think we're, we're maybe a wee bit fortunate going at half-time, 9-9, but... Uh, 
We'll take it, so we will. You know, um, Kevin definitely came out of the blocks all going blazing. As we knew they were going to, they're a good side. You know, probably mm-hmm. um, Kevin or, or I would know Kevin well from Dad being involved in the way back and stuff. So, you know, probably playing in, in too low of a division that Kevin should be in, you know. So hopefully they'll get themselves back up to the, the divisions uh, in, in, the, in the next couple of, a couple of years. But uh, no, they're a good side, big physically strong side and play good football with good inside forwards that can all score, you know. So we knew it was going to be a battle, so it was. So um, I think they did a couple of goal chances the first half, you know. That's, thankfully, from our point of view, they missed it. And I think they started the second half and we we came out then I think it, we went three points up now again let them back into it but I think that set the tone for the whole half Yeah you started to find a rhythm then and the, the bench as well really made an impact which is a massive difference that we've seen I suppose from Donegal in recent years Yeah it is you know and, and it's something that's coming in massive tall sports you know but Gaelic football especially I suppose Dublin would have always prided themselves and, and the subs coming off the bench you looked at Kerry last night they've top top forwards but our players should say coming off the bench to make a difference and thankfully in Donegal we have that now at the manage we, we've a seriously competitive squad we, we've even a lot of players sitting at home watching the game you know that, that didn't make the squad so um, we, we pride ourselves again that we do have a lot a lot of top players but we need to produce it consistently on, a, on, on every single day we go out and hopefully we can do that the next day and three weeks now till the Ulster final that's where you want to be that's where you want to be as a footballer, you know thankfully in the last number of years we've, we've been blessed in Donegal we've had a number of huge huge days so we have and no more we, we, we'll uh, enjoy the night's roll but we'll reassess tomorrow and get ready for Derry or Monaghan in the Ulster final and is there a good buzz about Donegal is there a good buzz in training yeah there is it's massive you know and, and I think to be fair to all the, all the supporters are getting behind the team massive you know and it's great you know it, not Donegal but the, the whole world was very tough there for a long time so they did you know so we want to put a smile on as many Donegal faces as possible and hopefully we've done that today have you subscribed to the OTB football podcast oh, I just can't get that picture in Steve and Gerrard walking out of the Etihad you know wearing that Liverpool jersey underneath the suit a bit like Superman Claire Ken subscribe now to the OTB football podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB sports app